Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a crazy story of a Karen freaking out over a pride flag. But first, a story from Sunday in Pixels, return to work nightmare after car accident. Here's a flip side, malicious compliance, carried out by my manager against myself. Many years ago, I worked at a care home for individuals who needed help learning how to transition into living independently. I loved my job. I loved the people I cared for. It was tough though, as we were always shorthanded. Staff had high turnover rates because the pay wasn't great. We were consistently working double shifts and getting called into work on our nights off. I was generally open to it as I had no kids at the time, and half my shift was literally hanging out with some of the coolest clients I ever met. Cooking dinner with them, watching movies, and after they went to bed and everything was cleaned up, I was allowed to do homework or art or really whatever I wanted within reason. The clients here really liked me and would look forward to when I was coming on shift. They would often come out to the driveway area to greet me when I got in. One day, the manager and several clients were in the driveway waiting for me to arrive. Just as my husband was about to pull into the driveway, the residential road speed limit 25, we were hit from behind. The driver was going near 70 miles per hour and reached down to get his cell phone and hit us as we were pulling into the driveway. The way he hit us and with how fast his car was going, we did a full 360 degree spin in the driveway and everything that was in our truck went flying all over. The manager and the clients all saw what happened and we were very lucky that day that they were further back in the drive and didn't get hit. The manager called an ambulance for us. My husband's knee went into the dash and I was in complete shock. Felt like the world slowed down to frame by frame slow motion. The ambulance took us both to the hospital. Our car had to be towed away. At the hospital, we were cared for, and I was given an order to stay on bed rest for a few days and see my family physician as soon as possible. Ultimately, I was okay. Major whiplash and body aches, headaches, etc. from the shock and the force of the vehicles clashing, but nothing severe. My husband wasn't as lucky, but he was okay and just had to use crutches for a while while his knee healed. After the few days of rest, I was still sore, but ready to return to work and just move forward. I arrived at work for my shift, and when I entered the house, my manager, the one that saw the crash and called the ambulance, was in the dining area sitting at the table with paperwork in front of her. She said, have a seat so we can go over this paperwork. I sit down, and she asked for my doctor's note that put me on bed rest for the few days. Well, I didn't have one. I hadn't considered it in my state of shock at the time to ask for one. She had firsthand seen the accident and saw me being taken away in an ambulance, so surely there wasn't a question of why I had to call in for those shifts. Wrong. Company policy is if you miss three shifts, you must show documentation from a doctor that you were instructed to take those days off work, or you cannot return to work. Okay, no problem. Sorry I didn't realize it was needed. I'll run up to the hospital and get that right away. So I head up to the hospital and let him know that I'd been seen there a few days ago after a car wreck. 
and I needed a note that stated I was seen and what the doctor recommended, being that I take a few days of bed rest. So the reception who's currently dealing with a triage of patients waiting to be seen, eye rolls and looks up the file. After reading it, she writes a note to my work stating that I was in a wreck and had been seen and was excused from work for three days. I promptly return to work and hand her the note and let her know they pulled the file and got it taken care of. I expected she would let me fill out the paperwork and go on with my shift. Nope. She says the note has to be written by a doctor, not reception. Oh, okay, I say. I'll run back up and let them know what we need. I head back to the hospital. I let the reception know I was sorry to interrupt again, but I needed the note that was written by a doctor. My boss can't accept it from reception. She says, well, I'm a nurse, but okay, I'll see if I can get this signed by a doctor. Quite a while later, she was able to get it signed by a doctor, who would much rather be spending their time caring for people who ran over their foot with a lawnmower. I thank her and head back to work with the note. Once again, expecting to move on and get back to work. Nope. She says, so is this the doctor that you saw the night of the accident? Well, no, of course not. This is an ER. And most of the doctors at this hospital work for several different ERs around the valley, and they're rarely at the same hospital in a given week more than once or twice. This is a known fact in our area. But they pulled the file and confirmed the information that I was seen and excused from work and was asked to see my family physician as soon as I could. Sorry, but I must have a note from the doctor that saw you in the ER the night of the accident. Not some random doctor, and because you can't seem to follow policy, you're now suspended for three days. I expect you to have a note from your doctor who saw you before you return after your suspension. I am beside myself. Why, in God's name, am I being forced to do this and suspended when she saw the wreck and called the ambulance herself? I was so confused at this point. I was an excellent employee, almost a college graduate with near-perfect marks. Availability beyond the scope of my own schedule weekly. Last-minute double shifter for the sake of the company and clients without even a whine. Suffering the effects of malicious compliance far beyond my comprehension. So what shall I do? I went back to that hospital. On the off chance the doctor would be there, he was not there, and he wouldn't be for weeks. I spent the next day tracking down this doctor, and in the end, I prevailed. I got my note from the doctor that saw me in the ER on the night of my wreck. I went into work early the next morning before the manager would arrive. I placed the note on her desk front and center with my keys and another note stating my gratefulness for the opportunity I had to work with these amazing clients, but that unfortunately I could no longer afford the time to work there as I was in a crunch with completing my education. Wished her well and good luck. I continued to visit the clients often as a friend instead of a caregiver, and I'll never forget the awesome times we had hanging out BSing about the world with no doctor's note required to do so. That malicious compliance dished out to me resulted in an ample amount of double shifts for the old manager though. If you had a job that you really, really liked, but you were getting raked over the coals by the manager, and frankly, you knew that you could do better for yourself, would you make that tough decision to quit just to stick it to that manager? Let me know in the comments down below. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories like our next story from Saganuts18. Don't stop painting the mural? Sure thing, boss.
For the last three years, I've worked as a muralist for a mural company. It's hard work, but also rewarding, as I was beautifying public spaces. I had a good boss. He was a skilled painter who worked alongside us on big projects, in addition to providing us with plenty of financial incentives and encouragements. Unfortunately, he retired last year and gave full control of the company to his business partner. It immediately became a crap show. The business partner controlled the administration side of the company. He was not a painter and didn't understand the work it took. He would overbook clients and overpromise on completion dates. He never offered us incentives and would only berate us for not getting jobs done quick enough. We tried to tell him that the old boss had always encouraged us to take our time and deliver the best mural, as the company's reputation rested on the quality of our work. We also tried to explain that as artists, we want to be proud of the work that we put out there. He brushed it off with, You're paid to finish jobs, just get it done. This was incredibly demoralizing, and after two months of churning out rushed work, we were burned out. One of our four muralists quit. The final straw came three months later. Our company won a huge bid to paint the side of a five-story tall building using my design. I told the boss that it would take us five weeks to complete. However, a week before the project was due to start, he told us that we had three weeks. We protested, citing that we're down one muralist, safety issues, weather changes, and the complexity of the design. He of course told us that the contract has been signed and brushed off our concerns. He did however offer us financial incentives for overtime work this time, and knowing there was nothing we could do, we accepted it. I simplified the design, and we planned to stay late. The weather got bad as predicted. There were a few days of rain where we barely got work done. We fell behind and we told the boss that he had to get us an extension. Our client was nice enough to grant another week, but our boss was pissed. He would show up to the job site regularly just to rush us. On the third week, we were working when a light drizzle started. We were waiting in our cars hoping that it would pass when the boss showed up. The moment he saw us, he started accusing us of being lazy. To quote, This is why we're falling behind. One of my coworkers said through gritted teeth, Can't you see it's raining? But before we could explain why we couldn't paint in the rain, the boss yelled, If you're scared of a little drizzle, you shouldn't be a muralist. Get back to work. My coworker shot me a look, and I knew immediately the malicious compliance was on. The three of us got back on the scaffolding and began working. The boss smugly said, see, that wasn't so hard, and drove off. We kept our smiles to ourselves. When the boss returned that afternoon, he was horrified. The rain had washed the wet paint down the building, leaving paint streaks dripping onto the rest of the mural. Basically the whole mural, three weeks worth of work, was ruined. We noticed him staring slack-jawed, but we just kept painting. Then he called us down and cursed us out with all sorts of profanity. When asked, what the freak were you guys thinking? My coworker replied, well, you were the one who told us to do it. My boss's face turned beet red. Then he asked, well, how the heck are we going to fix this? My coworker simply replied, you mean, how are you going to fix it? We've all decided to quit. And indeed, we had while we were working in that rain. We backed up our tools as the boss went from yelling to begging to yelling again. We just ignored him. That was the last day we were on site. I felt so relieved the moment I got home. The aftermath, I got a call a week later from my old boss. I was ready to tell him that I won't come back to work, but it turned out that he just wanted to check in on me. 
He apologized for what happened. He also told me that my new boss lost the contract and had to fork out the money to repaint the whole wall blank again so that another muralist can take over. The company's floundering now, the new boss can't find anyone to replace us, and he probably never will. What he didn't realize was that finding even one good muralist willing to work for a company is difficult, let alone a team. Most muralists are more than happy to self-employ. More importantly, not many people have the skills and patience, as well as the physical abilities to create beautiful large-scale artworks from great heights. I give it another few months before the company completely shuts down. My co-workers and I still keep in touch. They got a few mural projects in the work from clients that they knew during their time with the company. I help out now and then, but I'm still pretty burnt from the experience, so I think I'll look for other jobs for now. Honestly, I never really thought too much about it, but I imagine that's a really interesting job choice. Being a muralist and having to go on scaffolding and paint over large buildings and walls. Just an occupation I never really thought too much about. It's a shame your boss was so crappy. And our final story and update is from Meman17. HOA won't let us fly our modest pride flag, so we just follow the rules and an update. Due to some neighbors flying Black Lives Matter flags, thin blue line flags, and other opinion flags, our HOA decided last month that we were only allowed to fly the USA flag and nothing else. The day after the decision, we receive an email that someone reported our pride flag that we had in our house since 2016 and that we needed to take it down. I complied and removed the flag. Looking through our new rules, we noticed that removable lights are permitted without restriction. So, we bought six colored floodlights and we washed our house in pride colors. A little less subtle than our simple flag, a lot more fun for anyone complaining about the flag itself and what it represents. And then OP posted an update saying, I thought I would extend a quick update to y'all a year after the small story blew up. We received a ton of support with a side of online hate mail, but the positives really outshone the negatives. We haven't gotten any negative feedback from the HOA. I'm still a director and sit on the board, and the neighbors who reached out were all supportive and very kind. No new news has come in that would prevent us from making this our yearly tradition, and we're already setting up for this in June. We've got some national and international attention, which we appreciated, in the name of representation. A few very nice media articles, some goodies, and I even turned the experience into some fun artwork with the help of an amazing local artist. Thank you all for your support, comments, and awards that still trickle in every week or so. Never expected this would go viral. Be smart out there, fellow malicious compliers. Honestly, no matter what you believe, I think most people have respect for anybody that gets back at an HOA. I think it's great that OP took a peaceful yet malicious compliance and was not only able to broadcast a message that I think has really good intentions, but also just made their house look kind of awesome with all those rainbow colors blasted upon it. I could imagine the people who get upset over a thing like that would be absolutely livid when their kids are totally blown away by the side of that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear a malicious compliance story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories.